Mahalo! How's it going, Chris? You're back in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm living it up, man. Living the dream. Not really, actually. <laughs> living it up, man. Uh, yeah, episode 23, Lock Up Podcast, Austrian Grand Prix. It's race week. I almost said it's waste week. <laughs> it's Raw Creek, Raw Seek. Oh, man, this guy with the freaking jokes, dude. <laughs> Yo, though, I mean, I'm I'm excited, dude. We got another, this is another uh, double header, right? You know, back-to-back weekend, so. Dude, yeah, in the whole month of it's, July, we have four races. It's awesome. Oh, God, I love July. Fourth of July just happened. We celebrated uh, independence from the Brits, and uh, it's great because it happened right after the Silverstone race, you know. We so. celebrate. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh, dude. Was that, was that the line you were talking about before the episode started? No, no, I got. Oh I got my spicy, god! I got a spicy prediction coming. Well, down, yeah, down the pipeline. No, you're not. You're but not. But this wrong. is predictions episode, so it's perfect. Yeah, this is the Austrian Grand Prix predictions episode, which it is perfect. And honestly, after the just completely dramatic and wild freaking results we had last weekend with you know six DNFs, Carlos Sainz getting his mating victory, uh, Lewis Hamilton snagging a podium after all else fails, you know. Uh, Joe hitting a board slide for half the freaking track into the wall. Like, that's... Uh, that was crazy, yeah. It was pretty intense. So, uh, honestly, I, I don't expect anything Leclerc, less at the Austrian Grand Prix. Leclerc overtaken on the outside at Cops. Dude. Maybe. I mean, him and him was, and Hamilton just went through there pretty cleanly, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was kind of talking to uh, my fiancé about this earlier. Where, hey. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm also now engaged, everyone. Yeah, Chris just got engaged, so big congrats to him and his beautiful fiance Olivia. So shouts out to the duo. Yes, dynamic <clears throat> duo. But uh, we were talking, she said she's on her villain uh, her villain era right now, and I asked her, like, what, what made it, what made her villain era start? And she said it was when uh, this person at our apartment complex passed her in the apartment complex going up, up the hill, and you keep in mind it's a parking lot and pass her up up there to steal the front row spot that she was about to park in. So that was oh, the yeah, that'll do it. And I was and then she said, I can't believe Max Max isn't in his villain era. And I said, Well, Max Verstappen was in his villain era last year, and you could tell because how him and Hamilton were always colliding. But now that he's a champion, it seems like he's chilled and he's just cruising for victories these days. Last year reminded me, dude, you're totally right, and it's so funny, because last year reminded me of, you know how in Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, it, uh, like, Anakin goes all bad and shit? Like, that, that's what Max Verstappen, it, it's like Anakin and his villain arc <laughs> becoming Darth Vader, that's was Max Verstappen last year. But now, now he's totally chilled out, and it's like... You know, maybe the first episode or second episode of Star Wars. That like now now he's chill, but like that. I mean, reversed it. I also think with, I Max mean, Verstappen was born in the villain era. <laughs> yeah, with with a dad like Joe, I mean, how could you not? Holy hell! <laughs> I mean, it's the only guy douchier than Horner, and that's why I think it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, no, I, interesting. You you can have two totally different uh, parenting styles. One where you treat your kid like a asshole and he becomes world champ or you could just 
give your kid all the attention like Lewis's dad and world champion. Yeah, world champion. Which one's more effective? I guess it doesn't matter, you know. I get I guess but it's not a one size fits all approach. <laughs> that that being said, pushing your kid beyond their limits, it always helps them become better, usually. Most of the time, yes. Yeah. Sometimes you could push Maybe too hard not. and it could backfire, but I don't think Max is a push too hard kind of guy. It also depends on the kid and you know, luckily at age 17 or 18, when he debuted in F1, the dude had balls. Like, Max Verstappen, yeah, the whole balls. Verstappen family has got some freaking wheelbarrow nuts, and they can drive. It's it's like the Furies, you know? You got the Tyson Furies. Dad's built like a fucking shit brick house as well. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. Well, I mean, yeah. It, it's, I mean... Yeah, you have a you have a you have a family born and bred for boxing, and now you have a family born and bred to go fast in a freaking race car. Like yep, they're yep. they're the Dutch and Ricky Bobbies. Do. The Dutch Ricky Bobby. Hey Checo, there's nothing wrong with silver. <laughs> hey Checo, there's nothing wrong with silver. <laughs> yeah. Man, that sucks. Signs you know, is like you know if you're not I, first, I was, you're last. You know, Christian, I I was I was thinking Max could. Max could slingshot me for a change. Oh, yeah, no. Well, well, if we slingshot you, how's Max going to win? <laughs> Bro, that's exactly how that driving pair is over there right now. That's what Ferrari wishes they could do, but but Carlos Sainz just goes off the grid, bro. He's off the rails, man, doing his own shit. Hey, Carlos went rogue, and I was here for it. I liked it. it he, okay. We talked yeah. about this a little bit earlier today, but like, uh, I'm starting to get Carlos Sainz not the best teammate kind of vibes this year. Ah, uh, dude, there's so much pressure though. I'm okay. I'm saying this, but also like, I'm actually really happy that Carlos is making his own calls and being his own driver and getting his first race win and shit like super dope. But also like, uh, I mean. I guess Ferrari also is letting it slide. Like they're not really strict on enforcing their their team decisions and their strategies. But like both two races that Carlos Sainz did not follow the team orders, it cost Leclerc his race. I mean, yeah, I I see your argument because it's like you're right. Per, on a personal level, I I'm stoked for Carlos. He put his foot down. He he shows that he can win races and he's capable of winning races and he's in a champion car and you know yeah for ferrari for whatever reason sometimes just has their goals fucking bass backwards and like is in a champion <laughs> it, it, literally in a championship hunt and like they almost want to like pump the brakes for whatever reason what well, that's what it feels like maybe they're that's not what they're doing but that's what it feels like but i can see your argument from like you know was his decision best for the team? No, but I mean, to keep it real with you, Leclerc didn't help getting front wing damage off rip. You know, it's like Carlos was set up. Granted, if we got through the first freaking start cleanly, Carlos was it wasn't going to be his race. Leclerc was going to pass Carlos. It was going to be Max and Leclerc fighting for the fighting for the finish. Well. You said Leclerc had the front wing damage, but he still had more pace than him, even with the room. Yeah, yeah, I know. Shut up, man. I know. I just wanted Carlos <laughs> to win. <laughs> no, I know. I, I wanted Carlos to win as well, and so I'm happy that he got his first race win. And, I mean, honestly, hopefully I see, we see him win another race this year. Like, 
I'm here for it. Carlos is like you as were long saying, as it's a Ferrari one two and he's winning. He's he's into form now. Like he 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 was fighting for first place the last like three three races or maybe two. I don't know. Like uh, Monaco and uh, Monaco and, and Canada. He was really fighting Canada. He was he was right there fighting for it. And then now he got a race win. So see like and and then. I guess that being said, like Carlos getting that win, he's only uh, eleven points behind Leclerc right now in the championship in the driver's stand. It's very, it's very similar. Now, obviously, the teams are handling it two different ways, but it's very, very similar of what Red Bull's going through right now. Because remember when Checo had that win, and I think Max DNF'd. I mean, but Checo was very much still in the championship race. Like he he's very yeah. much what at most he was fifteen points down or something or at least at the very least he was fifteen close, points. Dude. He was yeah. within twenty, now, so it's like it's the same problem. Now it's it's a little bit uh less close. Look, yeah, it definitely Verstappen has a gap. Almost like forty. Yeah, Verstappen's almost forty points ahead of Perez, who's second place, and he's uh damn near fifty points ahead of uh, Charles Leclerc. So it's like. Shit. Like, Dude, you know, second okay. from fifth gets so tight. It does, yeah. It really does. It gets really tight. And so here's the thing. Like, Carlos doing that, it got him closer to Leclerc. Now there's not, like, now you can't make the argument, oh, yeah, Leclerc's your number one in the drivers because, like, Sainz is right there behind him. So I guess that, that helps him out in the long run. But it's not helping out Ferrari in the long run because Leclerc had the chance to close in, like, 16 points of, of the gap or maybe more than that on Verstappen and now he, he only closed in six points in the last race. I mean, yeah, that's so. true. I guess Sainz is in fourth and it, it only makes sense if Leclerc was the one to move up to one split the Red Bulls so it's now a Red Bull Ferrari, Red Bull Ferrari type deal and then yeah, he, he's gaining yeah. on Max in the, same, in the same sense. So I do feel that. I get that. And I mean, and, and the other thing is like it's not only is it hurting Leclerc's championship, it's also hurting Ferrari because Mercedes is right behind them in the constructors suit. Yeah, Mercedes. Now the win did help Ferrari a little bit for Mercedes, but it didn't. It, it basically almost means nothing to Red Bull. Red Bull's more than a hundred points already above Mercedes in third, and to they're almost a hundred. They're almost a hundred points uh, above a Ferrari, above Ferrari in second. So it's like it kind of. I mean, what? Let's see. What forty points or fifty points? Uh, take a take up the lead from Mercedes to Ferrari. I think it's forty points. Yeah, forty points from Mercedes to Ferrari. Like it. it yeah. That that's one race. If if Mercedes, you know, finishes well. And for whatever reason, which we both know it's possible, if something goes wrong and and the pit and the freaking pit crew or, you know, someone gets out of the points and then we have like one DNF or something, Mercedes is on your ass. Like they're they are literally on your ass because they're going to finish the race top five. They have the pace now and their car has been reliable from the jump. Yeah, they they have the most reliable car. And now maybe they have. A top three, like I, I, I think that we're gonna see by the end of the season, at least at the very least, at the end of the season, you're gonna see Mercedes fighting for wins as well. Oh no! On any on any given day, they're they're gonna be that team to 
whatever happens in the race, almost, almost anything outside of their control that happens in the race will benefit them because as long as yeah, they but, have that pack close, they'll be, they'll be in the race regardless. But I'm saying, I think that their car is going to be, get to the point where it's not just, a, okay, something happened to Ferrari, something happened to Red Bull. They're going to be there regardless. They're going to be there. Like, yeah. I mean, on we, could see it. we could see we could it. See it. And we, this weekend actually might be a good tell of it because it's a very, it's a very short track and distance. And this track kind of shows everything. I, I, I think th- this track will, will highlight some cars that are doing it right this weekend, but it's going to expose the cars that do not have it right. I think McLaren's going to have, I think Lando included, I think McLaren's going to have a very bad weekend on this track. I think yeah. Aston Martin's going to have just as worse of a weekend on this track. Uh, Williams would only benefit on the straights on this track, but there's just enough curves, so they'll kind of they'll kind of like fall down the order. Uh, Alpine, they're just gonna be mid. They're freaking mid everywhere. Um, they're mid. They're Alpine. But I mean, yeah. It, but no, Ferrari and Red Bull should absolutely shine on this track. Mercedes should do well. May I mean I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Mercedes on at least the second row this weekend. But this track is going to either make a car look amazing or just expose cars this weekend. That's my opinion. Oh, I, I can see that. I, I think I, I feel you there. Like, McLaren looked really good in Silverstone. So, I, that car is so weird to me. Like, I can't tell. I knew they were going to do good in Monaco. But I just, I didn't know they would do so well in Silverstone, really. But I mean, they the, did. They, they did Lando. fairly well. Lando, Lando did fine. It, it's just literally like i don't know what more they can get out of the car yes dan you know daniel still needs some work man it's like i don't care where he finishes i really don't even care where he finishes in the standings the gap to lando just has to be closer that that's really yeah like he could finish freaking p14 every weekend i don't care as long as the gap to lando is within tenths and not like full ass seconds that like that that would like actually make my day. Yeah, yeah. Because they they yeah, can only man. get so much out of that car. As long as your gap is close to Lando and what he's getting out of it, that that's all I can ask. Because it's not like Lando can press the gas pedal any further than what it goes, and that car's just slow. Yeah, yeah. I hear you there. Definitely McLaren. They got to step up. Uh, you know, uh, I think Aston Martin. They're, they're, they've been showing a little bit of improvement, and by they I mean Sebastian Vettel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was about like, to say, well, one guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's good to see Vettel though, doing well, doing decent. Alonso's been doing great lately. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're in for an exciting weekend, and you got the home field advantage for the Red Bulls. But I guess one last thing I want to say though, as much as I was saying, like, yeah maybe Carlos uh, cost Ferrari a lot. Ferrari cost themselves more in that, in the race. Yeah. They had terrible pitch strategies. Like they, they let the drivers, they didn't let them fight, but they didn't let them pass either, which was kind of weird for a while. They were literally almost undecided. Like they were so indecisive about every single thing they did in the weekend. They didn't make a call with like, with confidence. Yeah, no. They, they didn't at all. It felt like, uh, okay, you can fight. Or 
yeah, we, we, we should probably let him pass. What the fuck does that mean? Like, like, like what? Are you going make, to or not? <laughs> make the call. Like, it's, and dude. like, I get, I get what they're saying. Like, oh, we don't want to give up track position because you know, blah blah. It's so important or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, they could have just pitted both the guys, and then like, even if they pit, if they pit Leclerc, then Carlos is in first, so they still have track position. They have one Ferrari in first, and then they have Leclerc who has more pace, fighting, and like right behind them because it's a freaking safety car. So they Ferrari screwed it up. They should have had a one two, but like it's not Carlos's fault they didn't. It's Ferrari's fault they didn't. But Carlos no, got I, the win, Yeah. So. It, it's not and that's another thing too I, I wanted to say. And it's not like it's not Carlos is not racing bro, everybody on that grid is racing for the win. So of course Carlos is gonna want to like make a call like that and stay out there. But it is also a, like yes, Leclerc he had the pace advantage, but for him to be passed and for him to everything like that, I understand. I, I do understand that there is some sacrifice being the number two driver, but he would have had to slow down drastically on those laps to, to regain track position while Lewis Hamilton is also busting out fastest lap after fastest lap after fastest lap behind Leclerc. So it's. It like, was kind of. It was a shitty idea for them to say, "Yeah, Carlos, why don't you just slow down and defend against Lewis and yeah, and like, it's what? weird. It's weird. It's no, weird. That's, that's hard. If you had if you had Sergio Perez on your team, then you could fucking pull it off because he's the king of defense. But like Carlos having to battle off a seven time world champion and Checo in the freaking rocket ship, like I don't know, man. It didn't sound like a recipe for success. No, it didn't because and that that's what. It almost upset me more because it was like they weren't even sure of the decisions they were making on the fly. Like Carlos <laughs> was on the radio. Well, yeah, I mean, rare, right? Freaking Ferrari not knowing what the hell to do. Like, I, I totally get that. But uh, you hear on the radio, he's he's asking. He's like, okay, so what do you want me to do? Do you want me to let him pass? Am I racing? Well, no, I, I think I should race. And it's like, it's like, bro. You are going 200 miles an hour. Why the hell are we having this conversation right now? Why are Let you the deciding? man drive. <laughs> like, bro, like, yeah. I, I, it, I almost want them to have confidence. I don't give a damn what they decide to do. Just do it with confidence. Now, if you do something say stupid. Say with your chest. Yeah, uh, honestly, say it with your chest. Now, if it's just objectively dumb, then, yeah, I'm going to roast you. But, like, it's it's – I don't know, man. It's just weird. The, I think, way, the way they even said fight was weird. I think that um, Ferrari needs to – they need to be strict on how they call shit, and they need to let their team principal make the decisions to see if he's actually cut out to be a team principal or not because I'm starting to doubt him. Dang, you're starting to doubt Benito? Benito? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people have doubted him. I gave him benefit of the doubt for a while, but, like, I mean, they did to Seb, and – now they're kind of doing it to Leclerc a little bit, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll you saw happens. that meme with them finger wagging to Leclerc. He goes, "Listen, we destroyed the four-time world championship career. We can do it Who to are you, you too." <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one. Uh, I think I sent it also. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was this. Okay, I, I can't find it, but I remember what it was. It was like uh, Ferrari ruined. Uh, Alonzo, Ferrari Lewis, ruined 
Vettel, Ferrari ruined, uh, I don't know, some other driver, and, and now it's like Ferrari's ruining Leclerc. Damn it, Ferrari ruined Ferrari or something. Oh, was- my goodness. I mean, Ferrari ruins Ferrari every other weekend, man. Like, that already happens. They they literally, they, they set themselves up for success, which is crazy because literally mid, mid last season, we were like, damn, Ferrari stopped development on this car. They're they're putting all their eggs in one basket next year. I think I think Ferrari is going to be the team to beat. Literally come out exactly that. This that and the other. We have a championship car. They got it right. Everybody's googled out over the Ferrari. Now what? It was their solution. We're, we're doing we're 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 freaking backpedaling and doing the same shit we did yes last year. Freaking oh yeah, you know. We, we've exceeded expectations for this year, so we're going to develop for next year and really set our eyes on the prize for next year. That was supposed to be fucking this year. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that, not even one bit. We've, we've ranted about it before, but, dude, what the hell? You can't get a better car than Ferraris right now, besides Red Bulls. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways, I think we talked about that enough, but <laughs> let's talk a little bit about this upcoming weekend. Yeah, man. You kind of spoke a little bit about you think some teams are getting exposed. You think McLaren's getting exposed. I think McLaren uh, is getting exposed even more than they already have. Aston Martin's following suit as well. Uh, Williams will only be good on the straights, but since there's only two really uh, – there, there's two main straights, but there's a nice little like curvy straight there at the top. But there's just as much corners, and they don't have any corner speed. And – with all the passing being made on the straights, all Williams is going to do uh, this weekend is defend. They're going to defend as long as they can with the people behind them, if they qualify with people behind them, and they're going <laughs> to. Yeah, I know. Big if. And hey, I will say Latifi went off last weekend though, so I got to give him credit. There again. was so. Uh, okay, I will say this: Latifi's Sunday performance was world class and that made me believe that he was an F1 driver. Saturday was fluky. I'm going to die on that hill. I don't know. He had a great weekend, so we'll see. Maybe Latifi is he maybe the goat Tifi is unlocked, bro. I mean, I would Chris, I I would love to see nothing more than goat Tifi shining and being successful. But that man has already lost his F1 seat, and it's a shame to see. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, what do you think? How do you think Haas does this weekend? Because Mick just got points last weekend. Yeah, and I know we 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 had a nice little Discord chat earlier, but uh, do do I want to see a little bit more legitimate legitimate points scored for Mick? Yes. Are they points regardless? Absolutely. I'm not taking that away from him at all. He scored his I first say, F1 points. He is a Formula One driver. He got he got eighth place, not tenth. If he got tenth place, then it would have been like, yeah, the DNFs really helped you there, bud. But he got he got eighth. You know. You're right. He, excuse me. I'm sorry. He. You're right. He he did get eighth with potential of getting seventh. So I I told totally understand that he had a great race. He he seized the opportunity that was presented to him. And, you know, he, he made it work. But, but, I understand there's a big but here. I think Haas will do decently well with the car they have at this track. The problem is it can't just be for one day of the weekend. They have to show cons- yeah. consistency across all three they days of the pace. weekend. 
They need pace. They, they, they do decent in qualifying every every once in a while. They're literally you know, but... Ferrari Junior down to the T, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they can't develop their car. <laughs> can't develop their car. They get they set themselves up for points. They find some way to screw it up. They like oh. it, it, it. They are the epitome of a Ferrari sister team. Like the only thing Alfa Romeo has similar to Ferrari is that their car is unreliable. Yeah, that's it, dude. I don't. We. You know what? Haas is more Ferrari. Yo, speaking of that. Uh, you just brought up a great point that, for whatever reason, we just decide to overshadow. Can Alfa? How many weekends has it been? Has Alfa Romeo have like had an accident-free or mistake-free weekend? I bet you could count them on one hand. Yeah, like, but less than two. Like, bro, I feel like they always have something going on each race weekend. If it. I, I think they, they I think they have more single car finishes this year than both of them seeing the finish line. I, b- I believe that. Like, I believe that. what? Did Valtteri even finish last weekend? No, no. He just retired the car. Both Alfa Romeos retired, which obviously shout like, once again, shout out to the Halo, shout out to all the safety features of these F1 cars now because, you know, couple, you know five, five, six, seven years ago, Joe, Joe ain't gonna yeah. be here no more. Yeah. So like, but honestly, like we we talked about a little bit. Joe, Joe going you is having probably the worst luck ever for a rookie season, bro. The worst luck ever, dude. Like that crash, there was nothing he could have done to prevent that. No, like, hell that just, no. He wasn't even looking at it. Just, that was just you know a freak accident, dude. That that man's got a freaking storm cloud over his head his entire rookie season for like no reason at all. <laughs> It, it it hurts so bad to see, <laughs> but but you also see like I guess even though there's like the storm, you still see like a glimpse of like a little bit of sunny days ahead. Yeah, because that car kicks ass when it's working. But for whatever reason, Joe has a good weekend. Botas DNFs with some sort of mechanical issue. Botas has a good Joe weekend. Something unfortunate. Joe either gets freaking spun out, he DNFs because of mechanical issue, or he, in the rare case accidentally wrecks because he's a rookie but he hasn't even really had the opportunity to wreck because it's been some other shit that's happened the car just wrecks itself man like i it's i i feel for the guy so much because it's his rookie season when he when he's finished races and everything's went well he's put in results bro he has really good races he's a solid driver Botas a lot this year and and that's like his signature move is that valtteri is a really good qualifier yeah, and then Valtteri's the guy that, for whatever reason, like like we see with Ferrari just as a team, they, they've got all the sauce and all the juice on Saturday, and then it's like they wake up on Sunday and don't pee excellence. And like, yeah, I don't really feel like it. Yeah, they're, they're just so <laughs> lackadaisical, showing up to the track an hour before you got to be suited up, you know, signing autographs on the way to the paddock because you get, you're not even locked in, bro. You're not even locked yeah. in. No, I'm just kidding. I'm bantering. You're not now, even but locked like... up, baby. Locked up podcast. Oh, no, shameless plug, baby. That's how you push it in 2022. <laughs> but, all right. I think now we should do a little bit of the predictions. And yeah. I said I have a little bit of a spicy take here. I'm going to let you lead it? it off then. Let's go. All right. You know, it's, it's the Red Bull ring. I think we're going to see a 1-2 this weekend. 
It's going to be Mercedes 1-2. Uh, oh. Yep. It's a Mercedes 1-2, dude. So who's one and who's two? Wait, whoa, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Oh, for the record, because you just said the spicy take, if George Russell stayed in the race last weekend, he was finishing P two. I don't give a shit. I I don't I don't care. He had the jump on Perez. He had. Uh, yep. He was finishing P two. I I see that. I I think. At this point now that they've developed the car enough, I think Lewis Hamilton has more pace than George Russell. It's so not, it's not a complete... Hamilton. I would say we're that's a lukewarm take. I like it. It's. I mean, it's not spicy. I'm not saying it's spicy. I'm just saying, like, I think we're going to see Lewis Hamilton P1, George Russell P2, and uh, Ferrari's strategies are going to screw them over. And, I don't know, let's just say Red Bull has another mechanical problems this weekend but i don't think so i think they'll do great too i can see it being mercedes one two and then verstappen right there and then the ferraris are just getting left in the dust i could see okay to go with yours i i have my own but to go with yours i can see the mercedes one two i see verstappen p3 very close but here's the thing though if verstappen's p3 i think a hundred percent george russell's getting p1 and Lewis is getting P2 because Max and Lewis will be racing the whole time, giving Russell that cushion to go just get clean air. I think that's I what's like going to that. happen. I like that. But okay. in your what's scenario, your, what's your prediction? mine, yeah, what's your prediction? I was going to go with the Max Verstappen win. I think just everything that happened safe to him. This, the, yeah, it's it's. I'm going with the safe choice this, this weekend because it's – it's a Red Bull ring, you know. Max Verstappen came off just a weird race last week. He got, he had a piece of freaking Pierre Gasly's like car stuck in his floor. In his floor, that that's what that's what it was apparently. He the, the he finished yeah. the whole race with the piece, a whole piece of his car there, and it was awesome. It was not small. It was a big ass. Piece yeah, too. no, it was a bit, it was a sizable chunk of a freaking F one car, but uh, I think Max Verstappen wins. I actually like your Mercedes prediction, and I think I will go with the. I, it's going to be a classic 20, 2021 race finish. It's going to be Max first, Lewis second. I think George is going to get P4, but I think P3 could go to either of the Ferraris. It's hard to pick. I know a Ferrari is going to be P3. Like at this point, with, like you said, with Carlos coming into form and Leclerc, they're basically kind of leveling out right now. And it's so like... I think, I think what's really holding Leclerc back right now is that he doesn't he okay he's not making his own calls because he's just used to trusting whatever Ferrari says. That's true. But as we've yeah. said, Ferrari doesn't know what to do. They don't know what they want to do, and it doesn't matter what they say because the driver says one thing and they change it up. They don't have any confidence in their strategies. So he, it, I think it, this could also be Carlos Sainz' experience showing that he he knows what calls to make he's been on teams that can actually make a good call and so he he kind of knows what to do leclerc doesn't he's been with ferrari he's he's the younger of the two like yeah he needs to get that experience and take he needs to take his fate into his own hands more so than just trusting ferrari he's also known safely since 2019 that he will always be priority at ferrari so it's like Really, his mind is just drive, 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 and they're going to give me the best option that is going to be available to me. And now, now that they don't know what the hell to do, and they're running around like a chicken with its head cut off, 
it's like it's like bro now he has to drive and kind of wait he goes well well what do i do now like what's the pit window what's what's this are are we going with plan a or plan freaking you know why because they can go all the way down to plan y because they have no fucking idea what they're doing like it's it, it, it it's so weird the the atmosphere and the team dynamic right now in ferrari because it's like i know it had it it's ups and downs with seb there but like last year it was very clearly like leclerc's number one driver carlos did a great job supporting you know ferrari and getting them to that p3 constructors and all that stuff did wonderful job like love that but like this year's weird because now you have a proven race winner with carlos Sainz. he's matching the pace of leclerc now you're now in even machinery both of your drivers are leveling out and you're also fighting for both constructors championship kinda kinda because in, unless you don't tighten up that gap soon they're gonna run away with it for sure their fingers. like no literally literally slipping through their fingers as we speak so like they really need to have a good weekend this weekend i just i just think red bull's just gonna be way too comfortable this weekend so i got max max at first lewis at second one of the ferraris at third i'm gonna go with a safe option and pick leclerc i i think they just favor him this weekend after what happened last weekend and Carlos, yeah. Carlos, and Checo and George will be somewhere in between the fifth, sixth, seventh, fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, something I, like that. I love this. I, I love that Mercedes is back in there. I wanted to see four way at the start of the season with McLaren, Ferrari. Mercedes, yeah, McLaren's out of the picture now. It didn't happen, but if if Mercedes can get in there and make it a three way, like oh, love that. yeah, it's not too late. They have some ground to cover for sure, but making it a three way battle slows everyone down. So if that's a way to pick up a gap, you can do it then. If Mercedes comes to the party late, I guess I don't know. It's still too early to say that they can't they can't get up there to to win a championship. Like Max is definitely coasting ahead pretty easily, but like I don't know. I think people can they if they can start chipping away at that. Some then, yeah, like, extraordinary things need to line up and happen. If Mercedes, all Mercedes has to just keep in mind and keep doing what they're doing like they are right now is just remain consistent. That's it. I think the biggest thing you could do from here until the end of the season is not have a single DNF. If we, if you just literally like improve the pit strategies, you know, make better tire decisions. Uh, So far your drivers have made really good. Even George, in qualifying when George decided to go to the softs in Canada and it was a risky play it didn't end up working out but if it worked out it would have been a freaking goaded play so I like it would like it yeah. would have been goaded if he made that work so it's like yeah. it's keep doing what you're doing and keep your head down and focus on you and just take the opportunities that they come because unless y'all started a little bit more even I would say keep pushing it you know take a risk go pedal to the metal but right now just keep chipping away. As long as you're chipping away, I think only good things will come. Yeah, I, I back that one. And I know earlier you said you think Carlos Sainz. I think Leclerc definitely has more pace than him still. I think I think you're it's right. kind of, I still think it's the same situation where it's Max is the number one, Czech is the number two, as far as their abilities go. I just think that Carlos is edging him out because he has more experience and he's making he's taking his fate into his hands and not just letting Ferrari screw him over. Yeah, I mean, 
It's also too. I mean, Car- Carlos now s- ha- has seen how Ferrari kind of. I mean, obviously they treat their drivers really well with respect, but with that same they respect do. comes it comes just as equal amount of pressure. They he they saw the pressure they put on Kimi. Kimi, I mean, the difference between Kimi and Seb leaving Ferrari. Kimi didn't even put up a fight. He was like, "Nah, dude, I'm I'm at the end of my career. I'm gonna go chill at Alfa Romeo, just race for the next two years, and you know, hang out." Like that. That's one thing. Seb was was not. That's a four time champion like entering Ferrari and then leaving Ferrari with like, you know, a couple race wins here and there, some pole positions, you know, some, some countless podiums. He, he had a good run at Ferrari, but it just, you know, they, they don't, they don't really do anything at the tail end of their career. You know, Leclerc isn't at the tail end of his career, but he's at the tail end of his Ferrari contract. And like you said, if things keep going like this, which honestly I don't think they are, I th- I think you're right. I think Leclerc is still very clearly the priority, and then you know Carlos follows suit. But who knows? It w- what I mean would it be would it be insane if we saw Carlos back to back? Like, would it would it be insane to see? Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, maybe. And Leclerc's he Leclerc's locked in at Ferrari until twenty twenty six, so he's not leaving anytime soon. And yeah, we, no. we said this earlier, even if he's a little salty and wants to explore his options whenever that time comes, like the chances that he has a better place to go are very slim. It's Ferrari. So like he's definitely gonna be stuck with them. He needs to just figure out how to make it work. I think the team, like you said, they're gonna start to prioritize him more because they can see that they're upsetting their number one driver. Yeah. And the fans as well. The fans are not happy with it. The Tafasi is a little angry, mate. I will say your your race predictions are probably more likely to happen. I just I saw like that, yours like, better though. I like mine better because I saw Mercedes and they had the pace to win the race, but also you have to consider Max Verstappen and Leclerc, the two fastest drivers in the fastest cars, didn't have 100% of their car. You're right. So, You're right. And they still had stupid pace. Max could have had more pace. It just, you know, he was he had more car on him than he, he had thought. No, he had no downforce, and Leclerc was missing part of his front wing. So it's like their car wasn't able to, to have that, you know, pace up. You see them dropping everyone in the dust. And Max so, held P7 maybe, with no downforce. Yeah, and maybe Mercedes isn't that close. We just think they're that close now because of that reason. But I'm still willing to stick with the prediction and say that Mercedes, their development's going the right way. Their drivers are, like, Lewis Hamilton's out of the slump he had at the start of the season. He had a lot of bad luck, and now he's, oh, he's no, reverted he's, to He's on hammer time. He's on hammer I've seen hammer time, like, three weekends in a row now, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm hype on him. And I just think it would be pretty funny to see him win at uh, the Red Bull home race also. Nah, hell yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I like that prediction. And honestly, it's a perfect way to close out this show tonight because that, that I, I think Hamilton, dude, you know what? I, I'm going to stick with mine, but I really like your prediction and you need to own it on Twitter. And like that, like, yeah, Hamilton's winning the Austrian Grand Prix. You heard it here first. Chris, Christopher Hickson said it. Uh, all credit goes to him. If he wins, this man is a king. But it's not just that. It's the one, too, because George Russell's right. That's behind true. Him. Yeah. Mr. Sunday will be right behind him. 
Mr. Sunday. And Mr. yeah, we're Sunday. the Lockup Podcast. This is episode 23. Austin, drop us your predictions. Let us know what you're thinking. You know, check us out on Twitter at TLUPF1. Uh, you can catch us on all the streaming platforms. Uh, Tyler, what, what is it again? Anchor FM, right? Yeah, Anchor.FM. You got Stitcher, Deezer, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, freaking SoundCloud, literally, like YouTube. your mom's basement. I don't know, like literally <laughs> anywhere you could find audio, that's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Definitely awesome. Definitely your mom's basement. But, uh, nah, man, it was a vibey episode. And honestly, we'll catch y'all later. Bye.